This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast to you out of Tampa Bay, but all over Jacksonville and the First Coast, all over the Hampton Roads part of Virginia. And of course, when we say Tampa Bay, we mean from north of Fort Myers to south of Ocala, all the way over to Disney on a very bright and sunshiny day. Martha, we're coming to the end one day left of our Pocket Testament League giveaway. Why don't you talk about it? So it is not too late to do the following things, and you will be able to enter into this contest where we're um, Pocket Testament League and ourselves have partnered together so that you have the opportunity to win 250 custom-covered Gospels. In order to do that, simple steps. Go to iworkforhim.com podcast page, check out all the different platforms that you can subscribe to our podcasts on, and pick at least one of your favorites, and then go to social media, Facebook um, in particular, or Instagram, and let our let your friends know that you subscribed, and then hashtag Pocket Testament League, and then add a hashtag I work for him subscriber. Very simple. Two hashtags after you've subscribed to the podcast, and then you are able to be entered in this contest, and you just might win 250 copies of a customized gospel of John that you get to work with the Pocket Testament on in creating. What, what Jim? Those, what are those hashtags again? Hashtag Pocket Testament League and hashtag I work for him subscriber. And for those of you over 50, that's the pound symbol. <laughs> As we know, Jim likes to call it. The pa- what's wrong? What's wrong with you? Well, at the least pounds? you didn't say number sign. All right, as you know, <laughs> once a month, our great friend Tony Dale from Sedera Health and the Caris Group out of Austin, Texas, he sponsors a show for us to highlight some stories of what God's doing over there in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. We love partnering with Tony Dale and his team, and the way we usually break it up is we usually. Uh, highlight the story of somebody that's on his team that are living out their faith in their work and then turn it over to somebody else in Austin, Texas that's also living out their faith in their work. So I just want to make sure that if you're listening to the show today and you run an organization, you've been looking for a solution to your healthcare woes, you got to check out Sedera online, Sedera Health, Sedera.com, Sedera.com. Maybe you're an organization that has, you are self-managing, you're managing your uh, the healthcare within your and a, in a big large group, and you need help negotiating big bills. Well, that's what the Caris Group is there for. They're here for organizational leaders to help negotiate down those bills so that you're so that you have less out of pocket. They just they work hand in hand together. Phenomenal organizations. Check out the Caris Group online at thecarisgroup.com or sedera.com. I think it's thecarisgroup.com. You know, I'll ask our guest. Well, why don't we? <laughs> so today's show, like I said, sponsored by Sedera Health and the Caris Group. Both of these companies are radical game changers in the healthcare world. Tony Dale and his team of Game Changers have been at it for over 20 years, mixing solid business practices with rock-solid faith in Jesus, and they've all been on mission for 20 years. And, and I'm just so excited. Today, we get to talk with Erica Vogel. She's the VP of Finance for the Karis Group. And then we're going to head out into greater Austin, Texas, to talk with Tammy Deaver about her business tree, TLC Book Design. Erica Vogel, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. I'm glad to be here today. All right. Did I screw up the website? Is it thecarisgroup.com? I was trying to remember. No, it's thecarisgroup.com. Isn't that right? It is. Okay. Yeah, it's thecarisgroup.com. And okay. that's K-A-R-I-S. That's right. K-A-R-I-S, which is the word for grace. All right. It, it is a word for grace. It, yeah. Correct. Okay. So you're the VP of finance for the Karis Group. Why don't you just tell our listeners what the Karis Group does? 
the Keras group handles uh, several different things, but uh, primarily a cost containment function for companies like Sidera or for health sharing groups or even for small churches that have a group uh, health sharing plan where they need their costs managed. So we'll negotiate that piece down. Our service team does that. And then also we'll help people find providers ahead of time um, that have you know, we will tell them ahead of time, how much does this cost? If I have to have this surgery, where should I go? How much will that cost me? Um, instead of these days, I think a lot of people end up with that on the back end. Right. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean that just cost $250,000 to have right. my toenail removed? This is terrible. <laughs> Pick up the phone. Give them a call. <laughs> Well, and we just really, we love what you guys are doing there. And we hope that people just pick up on this idea that there is somebody to help with this process. And that's what you guys are there for. So if they're at all thinking that this might be a help for them, they need to go out to the website to start that conversation and and check it out for themselves and see. So that's um, thecarisgroup.com. The Karis so one of the things, Erica, that we love to do is intro- as we introduce you to our listeners, for you to share a little bit of your God story. So tell to us, tell us how you came to follow Jesus. I was really fortunate in that I, my family is a strongly religious family. Um, my parents raised me in Methodist churches as I was growing up. I was baptized when I was 10. Um, I have family in Indiana who my uncle Bob Roush is a pastor at uh, Barber Avenue United Methodist Church, which is a tiny church in Terre Haute, Indiana. Um, so I just kind of grew up in the ministry, and uh, my parents were involved in hospital ministries in Houston when I was in high school, so I got to taste a little bit of that. Um, I just, it's been on my heart forever. Mm, that's great. So, at what point in time in your life did you make that connection between your faith and your work? Especially your work with numbers. I mean, you play with numbers yeah. all day long. You know, it's such an easy connection because I think, like it says in Luke, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. And I think that leads to these big questions of, okay, well, everybody has to deal with money. So where is my money going, right? Like, where's my company's money going? Like, how is it being used? And I think that that is what kind of connected me between the faith and the finance. That's awesome. So how do you, how have you seen the Lord working in your work life recently? Well, I think that God really brought me to work at the Karis Group because I wasn't, I didn't choose the Karis Group. I was working as a consultant um, in finance, and they send you around to any number of companies, Mm -hmm. and they placed me at the Karis Group. I didn't know the Karis Group. um, I didn't know a company that was this faith-based was in Austin, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. I worked with Tammy Deaver, who you'll hear from later, at TLC Graphics, and they're very faith-based book design company, but they're very small, and I hadn't worked in a corporate environment that was faith-based, so I thought it was fantastic, and the Karis Group has this program called the First Fruits Program, where they actually give 10% of their net income every month back into the community to charitable organizations, and I think that pulled in that question of where's my company's money going, like what is my work going toward? And what kind of impact has that had on you? I think it makes me feel like my work is meaningful, which I think everybody wants, right? Like, I don't feel like a gear in a machine. I feel like my work is supporting the service team who's taking these calls from patients who need help with their medical bills or help finding a provider. And I feel like 
the net income of the company is going back into charitable organizations. I mean, all of those things, I feel like my accounting, my finance work are supporting that. You know, you bring up a great point because I've never thought about the fact that if you're working for a company who you know is giving back from their um, income into something significant that you do your work a little bit differently, maybe a little more efficiently, maybe try to make it a little bit more um, financially beneficial, profitable for those very reasons, because the better you do, the more that can be given away. The bigger the 10% is. That's awesome. Right, exactly. Yes. All right, so you're, you're married, right? Yes, I am. And are you a mom too? I'm a mother of four. Four? You don't sound near old enough to be a mother of four. Okay. All right. So, you know, a lot of women in the workplace struggle with this whole Wonder Woman complex. How do you maintain some semblance of work-life balance and avoid trying to be that Wonder Woman, being the greatest wife, the greatest mom, and the greatest worker as the VP of Finance at the Caris Group? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because Dr. Tony Dale and his wife Felicity, Dr. Felicity, Mm -hmm. they have four children as well, and they built the Caris Group. So... One thing I really um, that resonated with me lately was I was reading Dr. Felicity's book, The Black Swan Effect. And in it, she says, leadership at its core really boils down to being about service to others more than it's an office or a position or a title. And I think that that resonates with me because I think it's the same thing, whether you're being a mom, whether you're in your marriage, whether you're at work, it's all about the service aspect. And I think that that's what makes it work, right? Like if you're out to serve others, then you can balance it all because that's what you're doing in any capacity. Is there ever really a temptation to do too much? Yeah. I mean, I think anytime <laughs> you're serving in a capacity that you care about, your brain wants to focus on that, right? Like you care about it. So, right. um, but the Carrots Group has such a strong focus on family that they don't expect us to become machines or workaholics. They really value and honor that family time, which is a gift. Erica Vogel, talk about this uh, this temptation to work too much that you were hinting about right before the break. You know, what does that look like for you as a as a wife, as a mother of four children? How old are these kids? They are 14, 12, 10, and 8. Wow. Okay, so that's not much she's, of a challenge. She's a numbers gal. <laughs> 14, 12. I like that. They line up very nicely. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. So, so, it's, um, you know, it's... The Keras Group makes it not difficult to balance because they are flexible and they do honor family time. I actually work a flexible schedule where I go home at 3 o'clock so I don't hire a nanny in the afternoon. I'm home to help my kids with homework. I make dinner and then I get back online and I work for my other couple of work hours in the evening. So they, they really help you keep your family a priority by working that flexible schedule. Yes, absolutely. And they never make me feel less important to the company because I have a family to juggle. You know, I think an important thing there to point out is the fact that um, it's flexible, but you still have very high standards that you have to function under and make sure you're meeting deadlines and things like that. And, And But yet... I love the fact that when you hear things like that, it's like this, the employee respects that need because you've been given the flexibility. Do you find that that kind of works in your, for you as well that way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I really feel like people want to do their work well. And if you give them the flexibility to have a balanced life, that they're going to do their work better. Mm-hmm. So you, you're not going into work at four o'clock in the morning, so you get off at three. You're working a normal get there in the morning. You go home at three. You got your four kids. You're helping them with homework. And then you work after dinner. Is that what you do? 
That's what I do. So well, I'm trying to figure out why isn't the 14 year old up and the eight year old with homework? I mean, <laughs> they might be. <laughs> they do. I mean, yeah, they they do. Sometimes not as effectively as you or I might. <laughs> <laughs> Although with all the new ways they do things, you probably need the 14-year-old to help. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how do you deal with you? the new math thing? I mean, yeah, I mean, because you can't even teach kids math anymore because they learn a new way. I don't even get it. So They, they learn a lot of different ways. It's they crazy. do. It is they crazy. Do. All right, so how do you... How are you making sure that your kids, you've got you're these four kids, this is a question I didn't tell you he's going to ask, so yeah, oh well. Hold on tight. So how are you making sure those kids gain your work ethic? What are you doing to make sure that they understand the value of work even as their kids in your home? I think that kids really watch us for, for an example, and I feel like then it's my job to watch God for an example. So, I mean, that's, that's my goal is to try to live a godly life and to show them by example, like, you you can work hard, you can balance a family life, you can live in an honest and decent way with integrity and, and have all those things all together. Mm, that's good. So in your role, who are you interacting with? Are you interacting with um, any clients or just people within the, the four walls? I interact a lot with the executive team, so Dr. Tony and Zach Chua is our new CEO, a lot of uh, high-level decision-making, but also I'm there to support the service team, who is our core, so they're the ones on the phone with patients and members every day, Mm -hmm. so whatever I can do to support them, that's what I want to do, and of course, I'm also involved in the billing of the customers. So talk about that patience that you need to have with Doc Jiwa and Doc Dale <laughs> as, you're, as you're presenting numbers to them. I mean, numbers are one of those things where, you know, as a business owner, somebody running a business tree like Sidera and the Karis Group, that can be sometimes tenuous. I mean, you know, numbers say a lot of things. Do you, how do you see your faith play out as you present and you support the leaders of the organization and the people in the sales team? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because there's this part in, in Luke 14 where it says, suppose somebody wants to build a tower. Wouldn't you first sit down and estimate the cost to make sure you have enough money to complete it? Because you don't want to start building it. And then everyone's going to laugh at you and say, oh, you started to build this thing, but you weren't able to finish because you didn't have a plan. I feel like that's really my part in the company is to make sure that that's not what's happening, that we have a plan, that everybody knows what the plan is and that those numbers are in order so that it works. Mm, that's a really great um, verse to remind people. And we have so many listeners, Jim, that are um, in a place of either, you know, entrepreneurial, small business. Um, maybe they have a dream within inside of them that God's kind of building. As opposed to a dream outside of them. <laughs> They're having sure. an out-of-body dream. No, they just haven't seen it come to fruition yet, but they're trying to put it, piece it together. And this verse is such a great one for people to be able to focus on and, and really make sure that um, God is directing each part of those staff, but, or steps. But I love the fact that, Erica, you, you know that that's your role, and you've been given that ability to work within that. So, Erica, we actually, when we been, were in the Dominican Republic about 10 years ago, we saw, mm. we saw that verse not lived up, where people had started building a home and ran out of money. Yeah. And so yeah. You, saw the, you saw the foundation, or maybe the walls started, but the, the rest of it. And they, and they drove down the road and they said, well, that was somebody's dream, but, they, yeah. but it never got to fulfill. You know, I, I want to just, let's just break out into, you're planning on rising up in leadership within the Karis Group. You know, as a VP of finance right now, you've got, you've got bigger goals. 
Talk to me about what are you doing as a, a as a leader and as a woman leader and as a mom leader. What are you doing to make yourself a better leader so that you can one day have a more significant role at the Karis Group? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's always room to grow. So I'm always reading for one thing. I just I think there's so much knowledge out there, and I surround myself with people that I want to learn from, which is another thing. And then um, also, I'm so excited because in April I get to attend this conference called the Kingdom at Work Conference with Rick Beatenbow in Lubbock, Texas. And so they take leaders and help address how do we keep the culture, a kingdom culture, and how do you grow as a leader, and how do you keep that your identity? So I'm really excited about all of those things. I have my Kingdom at Work shirt on right now. I'm very excited. <laughs> he does. Oh, what, what a phenomenal fabulous. experience that is. All right, so speak to the working moms out there. You have four kids, which is no small task as it is, and, and you said 14 to to eight and so you had six years apart so at one point in time you had a six-year-old and a newborn and two in between so there was some stressful times in your life speak to the moms listening out there that are working moms who know that they have a call in their life to work outside the home which is which is just as equal of a calling as those moms that decide to stay at home but you've got a call in your life to be in finance and and, and to, to understand numbers and help business owners and leaders to make great decisions about running those businesses speak to the moms out there who go I'm not, I mean, I'm struggling with this because the church tells me I should be at home, but my soul tells me that I've got a calling to be in the workplace. Yeah, I think this is another reason to go check out that book of Dr. Felicity's because I think, I think the, the black swan effect speaks really well to this idea of, you know, we all have different callings. And I think that I try to balance work life and mom life and married life because those are all roles where I feel my service assignment lies. It's critical to me, and that's how I feel like God's telling me to use my gifts. But the assignment may be different for somebody else, and I don't think that you can say one way is better than another. And I think I think I would just go back to the Philippians verse that says, we're not supposed to be anxious about anything, but we're just supposed to pray with thanksgiving and present your requests to God, and He's going to show us what our role is supposed to be. Mm. Have you had great examples of that in your life that have helped you with that journey? Or is this, you know, I mean, obviously you just said you read The Black Swan by Felicity Dale. Um, what other examples have you had in your life to help you see that work lived out? As far as what the role should be? Well, yeah, or just um, being able to figure, you know, the um, you have embraced, you know, the Philippians verse and, mm-hmm. and really know what God has in as your call on your life? Yeah, I think for me, there was a time in my life, um, my daughter, who's 12, has a severe heart defect. Uh, When she was born, she had to have four heart surgeries. Mm. At that time, God was telling me, you need to be at home with her. You Mm -hmm. need to be in the hospital with her. And there were years of my life where I wasn't working because I felt like that wasn't my calling at that time. Um, You mean you weren't getting paid to work, but you were working. (laughs) You were working. Right, yeah, (laughs) absolutely, absolutely. And then there was a time when the kids all were in school, and I said, okay, God's bringing me up. He's saying, here is some space for you to go and use these other gifts that you have. Excellent. How do you, you know, with four kids, you're waking up in the morning, they're waking up earlier than you probably. How do you prepare yourself spiritually for each day? Yeah, and I try to take a moment in the morning when everything is still quiet, um, you know, to, to assess the day. And I try to live one day at a time. You know, let's not borrow troubles from tomorrow. <laughs> we have enough in one day, right? Especially with four kids. So I think that's probably the case with everyone. Like, let's just focus on being present right now where we're at. 
Mm. One last word for our listeners. Anything you want to encourage them with or that's on your heart? Yeah, I, I think look around you because I really do think that where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Like, look at look at your money, how you're using it. What do you spend the most of your money on? What do you spend the most of your time on? What does your company give to the world around you? I mean, I think that's really important for all of us to look at every day. It's got to be fun, Erica Vogel, as you look at, at your own kids. You got any of them that are leaning towards uh, working in the accounting world, in the finance world? Do you, any of them showing any signs yet? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't see that yet. They may not. That's okay. <laughs> well, it's still got to be cool to see your four kids growing up, you helping a company grow at the same time you're working on your marriage and seeing the Lord and all of those pieces. It's got to be a great encouragement. I want to thank you for sharing your story today, Erica, on I Work For Him. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. When we come right back, we'll be here with Tammy Deaver from TLC Book Design out of Austin, Texas. Don't go away. You're listening to I Work For Him as we're spending the day in Austin, Texas. Yeah, virtually. We're not there. But, you know, courtesy of the Karis Group and Sidera Health, every month they just help us to highlight some really cool stuff that's going on in Texas because all of us want to know what's going on around the country. And we want to bring you those stories from all the, all the sections, from all 50 states. So if you've got people that... You want to refer to us and say, I hear, I know of somebody living out their faith in their work. No matter what that work may be, if they're living out their faith in their work, we'd love to have you call us and tell us, hey, here's, I got a recommendation for somebody for you to interview. Mm-hmm. 866-713-9675 is the I Work For Him listener line. That's right. It's 866-713-WORK. And that is a great way to connect with us and let us know what's happening in your neck of the woods. We got Erica Vogel on the line. She's with the Karis Group out of Austin, Texas. Courtesy of Tony Dale, he and his team there at the Karis Group and Sidera Health have been supporting I Work for Him for a long time. Erica, welcome back to I Work for Him. Thank you. Tell us about the Karis Group again. Tell us, I mean, is there anybody potentially listening to the show today that might be a customer? I mean, it would talk about the kind of, who are the people that are the best customers for the Karis Group? Mm-hmm. Anyone. Anyone is a good customer for the Karis Group. And that, I think, is because of the way the health insurance market is right now, people need to realize there's another option available. You can join a healthcare sharing group like Sidera, or you can join a group like Karis Health Choice, which you can find out more on the karisgroup.com's website. Um, in either programs, you have the Karis Group's negotiation team in your corner negotiating your health costs down for you, which I don't think people know is available in a lot of cases. Um, And you might have a share that you'll have to pay, but it's not going to be the size of these insurance premiums and deductibles that keep growing and growing year over year for people right now. Right. So people go check out the Karis Group online, thekarisgroup.com, thekarisgroup.com. So you're the VP of finance right now for the Karis Group. Talk to me every day. So as you wake up every day, do you get excited? I mean, you wake up excited about numbers. Is that what kind of person you are? (laughs) <laughs> I get excited about serving people. That's what I get excited about. So you're not excited about your job? I That's am excited about Wow. You put a lot of words in her mouth. <laughs> Sorry. I clearly have had too much caffeine. Her boss okay. will be listening right. to this right. show. Okay. So, Erica, one of the really cool things about Tony Dale and his team, you being part of that team, is the second half of every show we do in Austin moves away from Sidera and the Karis Group and one of their inside Jesus stories to outside into the greater community of Austin, Texas. And you nominated a person to be on our show today. I'll let you introduce our next guest. I did. And I am, yeah, as you know, I love to read. I love books. And I had the great fortune a few years ago to work with Tammy Deaver, who is the owner of TLC Book Design here in Austin, Texas. And I think there are so many people self publishing right now. This is somebody you need to know. 
Mm. Well, Tammy, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you so much. Yes. So we love getting to introduce you to our listeners as well as to ourselves and learn more about you. So the first thing we always like to ask new guests is, how did you become a follower of Jesus? Well, I love that question, and I've struggled to answer that over the years because I always thought I had to have some big, cool testimony, you know, and you always hear about people going from nothing to something. And um, my faith journey has been just a slow, lifelong process of learning who Jesus is and of giving my life to Him more and more as I grow. You know, there have been times of closeness, times where I pushed Him away, but until I was in my 30s, I didn't really know what being a Christ follower was, and Erin, who's one of my designers and my best friend, has been instrumental in teaching me about true deep faith and in helping it grow. Mm. That's pretty cool, and the fact that you under, that it was a journey, and for some people it is a instantaneous experience, but some people it is a journey, and that's okay. We all experience God differently, all seven and a half billion of us on this planet, each one of us designed in his image, yet individual and just you know unique like a snowflake not a snowflake but i mean a snowflake that falls from the sky so i want to delve into that comment just right there for just a minute in the fact no not that one about the snowflakes but about your friend aaron because we are the show is called i work for him so did your friendship with aaron happen before you were working together and and how does what does that look like today Oh, interesting. So Erin and I did sort of work together. We met on the job. Uh, It was my first job out of college, and I believe her second. Uh, We worked for the same same overall company, but in two different divisions. Uh, She was living a Christ-filled life, and I was still searching. And one day, so the, the two divisions of our company weren't allowed to share resources. So we didn't interact a whole lot, and one day I had been at a meeting, came back to my office, and she was sitting at one of my computers, and I freaked out because I was afraid we were going to get in trouble. (laughs) And the first words out of my mouth were simply, what are you doing at my computer? (laughs) And she didn't think I was a very nice person, and we became best friends, like, very soon after. (laughs) It was all God's work. (laughs) That's for sure. And so she became an influencer in you spiritually. Oh, absolutely. It's been amazing to Mm. see how our relationship has grown, our relationship with Christ has grown. It's pretty neat. So how did you and Erica Vogel get to be friends? So that's another God thing, because several years ago, I was looking for a new bookkeeper. Uh, I needed an accountant, actually, and I put a word out on Facebook, and two separate friends both recommended her. And you know when that happens, there's something to it. Mm-hmm. So we had a phone conversation, and I knew right away that she was going to fit in beautifully. And she did. We had so much fun working together. Uh, I hope she agrees. <laughs> yes. Well, Erica, Erica, do you agree? I mean, how bad, I, how bad was it working with Tammy Deaver? <laughs> I love working with Tammy and the book design group. I think they're brilliant graphic designers, and I loved watching every minute of it. All right, so talk about how you saw your faith grow in, in each other as you worked together. How many years did you guys work together? About two. Okay, so Erica, you first. You know, Tammy's the one in charge because it's her company, so you went in as a bookkeeper accountant, so you weren't the VP of finance there like you are today at the, at the Karis Group. So but you went in there. 
How did you see Tammy's faith being lived out as she was running TLC Book Design? Yeah, you know, Tammy and Erin and Monica, I think that they, every every meeting that I can remember, they always open in prayer. They always ask for God's guidance and what projects they're choosing, and they treat everyone with grace and integrity. I think that they, um, they take on a lot of faith-based projects. I think they really help people get the word out and their projects out into the world. Um, I just, I think they're brilliant, skilled people. So let's talk about TLC Book Design, because you've kind of alluded to some of the things. Tell us again. We didn't ask Tammy for any, like, oh, what, did, how, what did you see in Erica? You're right. Fair play. <laughs> now, we're not asking you to dish dirt. Just how did you no, see no. Erica living out her faith as, as your accountant and bookkeeper? So Erica was just so dedicated. I am not a number person, and she is. I'm so grateful that God gives all of us different gifts, because we need mm-hmm. each other. Yes. Uh, and I was really struggling, and she just came in. She didn't try to change who we were. She fit in beautifully. Her faith was already strong, so, you know, it was nice not to have to explain, like, oh, by the way, we're going to pray in our meetings. She's like, let's go. <laughs> and, um, and you know, if she had something to do with some of her kids one day, that she could take care of that, and I still knew that she would still take care of our needs when she could get back to it. Like, I, I could just trust her fully with mm-hmm. everything, and that means so much, especially when it comes to finances. For sure. And, you know, one of the things we talk about on the air here all the time um, is this whole idea of working with excellence. Because if we're if we're slackers and if we're not, you know, carrying the, th- the one to the next column and balancing the books properly, you know, then, then we're really not reflecting um, our Lord and Savior, and we're not working as unto Him. And so it is um, really, not that we don't all make mistakes, but working with excellence is just one way to point people towards Jesus. So um, that is a great thing. So now tell me about your company and what it is that you guys are doing at TLC Book Design. So TLC helps authors create high-quality books by providing editorial services, book design services, and printing assistance, along with a whole lot of encouragement and guidance. We work with a lot of self-publishing authors, Mm -hmm. as well as small publishing companies. Sometimes we just do design, sometimes we do the whole shebang. The whole shebang. So you write it for them, and then you edit it, and then you... We do not write. Oh, you don't write. Okay, so you're not doing any ghost publishing, ghost writing for them. We we have resources if somebody needs that. Mm -hmm. So how did you get into that? Are you an author yourself? Are you a graphic designer? What what it was your is your background, Tammy? My background is in design. Okay. Uh, I've I've known since I wrote a paper in 6th grade that I was going to grow up to be a graphic designer. Oh, so while I was in college, my aunt wrote, wrote a book and I had fun designing the cover, but I still had no idea that book design was even a career. Mhm. And while at that company where I met Aaron, uh, the only day in the five years that I was there, the only day I had nothing to do, the book editor from the other division heard that I was somewhat bored and snuck into my office and told me she needed a cover design that nobody else knew how to create. And somehow, in an instant, I knew exactly what to do. I designed it within a couple hours. It won an award, and that wow. started everything. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, Jim and I both That love- just happened by chance. 
love to read books and we love books and we will vouch that as much as people say you can't judge a book by the cover oh we do we do we do and so you have an incredibly important opportunity to really express what's inside the cover and i love that that's what you're doing that's great it's great i'm sorry just trying to be fun but you do i mean I read 60, 50 to 70 books a year, and the covers make a huge difference. I still read them, even if I don't like the cover, but I think, wow. And he's told a few authors, "Uh, you should change your cover. Who's your book designer? You need a better book designer. Now (laughs) now we know one. Send them to Tammy. (laughs) All right. So, okay, Tammy, one of the things we see with with ladies that run businesses is that they often struggle between that that, that Wonder Woman complex is what we call it here in iWorkFriend. We stole that from T.J. Tyson from Working Women of Faith. That, that that struggle to be want to be a super wife, super mom, and super businesswoman. Does that ever? Do you ever struggle with balancing all that stuff? It is hard to balance. I'm kind of a control freak and a time freak. So mm. I've had to learn. I've always been a perfectionist, and I've learned over the ages that sometimes good enough is truly perfect. Mm. And that's been hard to learn, and it still is. Um, Thankfully, now our children are 7 and 14, so they're in school, and that allows me to have work days where I'm not trying to balance. Summers are difficult, especially with our 7-year-old. Anytime she's home, it is very difficult to get work done. And I struggle with the guilt of, goodness, I should be with my child and not Mommy guilt. We're talking with two young ladies from Austin, Texas. They're both wives. They're both moms. One's a super overachiever with four kids. One's just a moderate overachiever with two kids, but she runs (laughs) her her own own company. But she runs her own business, which is like having at least two or three kids, probably, or more. We're talking with Erica Vogel. She works at The Karis Group. Check them out online, thekarisgroup.com. And we've got Tammy Deaver with TLC Book Design. Ladies, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank you. Actually, it's Tammy Dever, like forever, but um, I'll answer to either. So she doesn't have a fever, oh. not Deaver, Dever. What do you mean? You mean I've been saying it wrong Dever. and you didn't correct me in the first second I had you? <laughs> well, it's not that important. <laughs> it's your last name. I mean, come on. I bet you don't say that when you're editing books. So, so you're it's saying very so. important. So when God wrote your name in the book of life, and if you wrote Deaver down and you get there like, I'm Tammy Dever, he's like, sorry, you're not in the book. Well, you know what? If God wrote it deeper, then I'd change how I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good point. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for the correction. I apologize for saying your last name wrong. Sure. Just for the record, Erica Vogel, your friend who invited you on the show today. Oh, you she, did? You have to throw that in there? She's the one that told me how to say your last name wrong. Okay. I did. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. So I'm here's the deal. Sure anyway. Let's talk about mommy guilt. Let's talk about mommy guilt. I've never experienced mommy guilt, but I've had daddy guilt. But mommy guilt is a real thing because as we've interviewed working moms across the country, this is a real thing that moms who work, who have a calling to work outside of the home, not that being a mom at home isn't work because it is truly work. How do you deal? I want to hear both from both of you. How are you dealing with mommy guilt? Tammy, you first. Well, for me, it, it may be different than for Erica, although she's been in my shoes as well. Uh, because she's got twice I as many home. kids. You don't think well, she's... Come on, she's got twice as many kids. Right. She does. So it, some of the, one of the similarities is that for a while, Erica's working from home, and that's right. what I do. And so when my kids are at home and I'm trying to work is when I experience the most guilt because I feel like they're in my presence and I should be with them, yet I'm called to do my job. So I have that real, real-time real tug-of-war mm-hmm. 
And I also, I've, I've learned and, and truly believe that it's very important for my kids to see me being devoted to my job, how much I love it, that I'm taking care of other people, and that through my work that I am glorifying God. He made me to do this. I have no doubt whatsoever that he made me to do this. He gave me this company and that I'm honoring him by what I'm doing. And sometimes that means that my work seems to come before my kids. But they need to see that, and that if, and then at the same time, I need to be able to say four thirty, five o'clock, to say, okay, I'm done with work now. I'm putting my mommy hat back on, and we're going to go hang out and spend some quality time together. But isn't it true your mommy hat never fell off? It oh, just no. it, you had to wear an additional hat because <laughs> you never give away, you're never done being a mommy, are you? That is true. It's so true. And I even when they're off in the other room, I'm aware of what's going on and. And yeah, so it's kind of hard to concentrate when they're at home, but uh, it's so Tammy it for a long time. So Tammy, what you're saying though is that you do you actually intentionally have conversations with your kids about them and about work and and what you're trying to accomplish? I do absolutely. They need to know, and of course, it helps me feel better mm-hmm. that I've explained to them this is why I'm in my office so much today and not hanging out with you today, but we're going to hang out tomorrow. I took the whole day off yesterday to go shopping with my daughter and have a mommy-daughter day. I know, Erica, you're probably gasping because I rarely take a day off. (laughs) That is so awesome. So I know one of the things that um, we discovered, because we've always been entrepreneurial, is we would talk to our kids about what we were doing, why we do it, what we're providing as a service, what insurance is when we had an insurance agency, different, you know, whatever it was. And our kids became very well informed about what's going on in this world because they understood that work was not just, oh, we go and then we come home and we don't really talk about it and we didn't do anything. And a lot of their friends experienced that. And I believe that that's going to help all of us raise more well-rounded children because they really, they're, they're going to know a little bit more about the work world when, that, when it's their opportunity to be involved in it. But those, are, well, those struggles are different for the entrepreneurial family. Erica, you have a job where you, you punch in and at the end of the day, you're done. It's not your company. So do you feel like your struggles with mommy guilt are different than Tammy's? Because she runs the, it's her business. For you, it's a job. I think it's the same. I mean, I think it's the same mommy guilt, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, my kids get sick. They need me to come pick them up from school. They have pro- big projects due that I didn't know about until that <laughs> morning. You know, all, all the things that parents run into anywhere. And I think... I think surrounding yourself with people who have values that are biblically based and generosity based and you're constantly asking for grace, right, from your kids, from your work, you're saying, you know, I need this space to be a parent, I need this space to be um, in a relationship in my marriage, I need this space to be a good employee at my company, you know, you need you need everybody's understanding to work in all those worlds at the same time. Mm. Those are great. I appreciate you guys being honest. I know I kind of threw those questions at you. Didn't prep you for them, but really appreciate the honesty because it, this is it's a real thing that moms have been struggling with for centuries. And 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 our kids know how to twist that into I mean they you know they know the mommy guilt soft spots, sore spots and they like to press those sore spots. So I mean kids like to play that game. <laughs> 
hey, I'm going to turn this around and just Jim real quick as a dad, because this is not something only moms hold. But as a dad, um, speak to the, to our listeners that are dads are going, you know, I struggle because even though I am the protector and provider and this is what I'm doing, I would like to be with my kids more or do something. Maybe they travel a lot. Well, I always felt bad because, you know, I was always on a job that my cell phone controlled my yeah. work because as an insurance agent, somebody had a claim after hours, I needed to be available for them. Uh, and so it was, and at selling cars, that happened mostly nights and weekends. Right. So it controlled our family. So I felt guilty, which is why I tried to get involved with kids in it. But it always made me feel better knowing that you were having more interaction with them because you were a better influence anyway. Although you always made sure you went on the field trip. So he really scored because he got to go to SeaWorld and Disney and Bush Gardens, Epcot right. and all of those things. That's He's right. like, I'll hey, do that. Somebody <laughs> has to make the ultimate <laughs> sacrifice. Okay. Ladies, we're talking with Erica Vogel from the mm-hmm. Karis Group in Austin, Texas, and Tammy Dever from TLC Book Design. Let's just talk about, Tammy, are you involved in any outside organizations that help you to be more effective in living out your faith in your work? Like I know about the Austin Bridge Builders Alliance, and I know there's C12 is powerful in that group. Are you involved in any groups like that to encourage you in living out your faith in your as you run your business tree called TLC Book Design? So I'm not actually involved in a local discipling organization outside of our church. Mm-hmm. Our small group is my, my really ex, my true extended family. They're accountability partners. They're my prayer partners. Monica and Aaron and I are so close. They're, Monica and Aaron are my designers, and we are such a tight trio. We are the core of the company. We've been friends for so many years, and we constantly share our struggles and prayers. I make very, very few business decisions without consulting them first, mm. even though they're technically not business partners. Mm-hmm. And of course, my husband is a major influence and always has wise advice, both spiritually and on the business side. Um, and interestingly enough, we actually become very close with many of our clients, and some of them become mentors for a season or for specific issues. Mm, those are that. That's a good. That's a good point. And it is important, though, to surround yourself with people that can keep you accountable and hold you up. We love small groups. Everybody should be yes. in a small group for sure. Oh, absolutely. So, Erica, what about for you? Do you have what kind of outside influence are you getting outside of your workplace workspace? Yeah, and, well, I, I would say it's sort of inside my workspace, okay. too, but because um, the Karis Group every Wednesday morning has what they call a wisdom journey that Dr. Tony started, um, and it really is a group of employees who come together early before work every Wednesday to worship, to sing together, to compare life experiences, what are we going through, help mm. each other, um, ask for prayer requests, things like that. So I, I think it's something sort of built into my business that helped me personally as well. Tammy, let's just go back to you from TLC Book Design. Tammy Dever, she's the owner, the founder. She's one of the book designers. Who's a perfect client for you? Hmm, The perfect client, somebody who's writing a book, who's not exactly sure how to get it out, perhaps, who's serious about getting their message out there, um, who understands that writing and publishing a book is is a business, however big or small they want it to be. It's a business. Um, the people who the people who are writing a book they just want for their for their family to see are probably not the best client for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're really there to help people get their book out, get it out there, and spread the message that they want to spread. We want them to have the best editing possible, the best design possible. We coach them on the best way to 
to print their books. We help set them up with the right PR people. So people, somebody who knows it's this is a big, big deal. And do you help them? I mean, do you just do faith-based books, or will you do any type of, of book? So we're fussy to an extent. We do Good. plenty of secular books. Sure. We will work with anybody, regardless of their beliefs. But when it comes to their book, we absolutely want to make sure that it Perfect. does not go against our beliefs. We don't want no. to spread beliefs that are against our yeah. biblical beliefs. Tammy and if somebody brings us oh. that, we will turn them over to somebody else. Who's Tammy Dever with TLC. Sorry, I got to interrupt you. Tammy Dever with TLC Book Design and Erica Volga with the Caris Group. Thanks for being an I Work For Him today. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work For Him. him.